everyone, and welcome back to the One Minute Writing Tip Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I am interviewing author guest Tristan Tuttle, who is an author, wife, mom, and artist. Her book, A Kudzu Vine of Blood and Bone, was a number one new release in two categories on Amazon. She can be found chasing her girls through the garden rows and writing about it. Tristan, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm excited to have you. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to get to be here. So uh, just to get us started off, will you go ahead and share a little bit more about your journey through writing and publishing your first book and really how, how you got to where you are today? Okay, sure. So I started writing poetry more seriously after my second daughter was born. I had a lot of really well-meaning people online offering to... Um, help me get my body back and things like that. And it offended me to my core, basically. (laughs) And so I started writing down some of these things that I was thinking, some of these things I was feeling. And the more and more I shared online, just little snippets of things, I realized that what I was saying connected with more than just me in my room, you know, by myself, just like dealing with my thoughts. And so the more I wrote, the more I shared, the more people seemed to care. And so I thought, you know, maybe this is something that could help other people just to not feel so alone in their thoughts. So that's when I started writing A Kudzu Vine of Blood and Bone. And it eventually just kind of turned into this thing that seems like a little bigger than I expected it to be in terms of like people's response to it. People seem to really feel like it speaks to them in a lot of ways just because I I struggle with postpartum depression and rage and anxiety and a lot of body image issues after my children were born. And I think it makes people feel less alone to know that I they're not the only ones feeling that way. So that's how I, I got started writing the book. And then I was like, how do I publish this thing? I have no idea. <laughs> so I actually joined um, a group on Facebook called Moms Who Write, who they're all incredible, lovely, wonderful people. And through them, I met a woman named Stephanie Dunham, who kind of helped me through the publishing process. And she's actually become a really good friend. And she helped me figure out how to make a cover and how to do all this stuff. And then eventually I have the book so I can show you. Ah, It's so pretty. Um, And it happened. And I'm just so grateful for all the help that I have had along the way. So I've, I'm first in line to try to tell somebody else that they could totally do this too. I feel like maybe we all need a little bit of encouragement from time to time. So (laughs) I just feel very, very blessed that I've had so much help getting this thing off the ground. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you nailed some really great points too, because you're right. You know, a lot of times the writing journey can feel like like you're on this journey solo, right? And it's because you have to actually write it and it feels alone. But there are so many other people out there that are going through a similar experience or can relate to what you're feeling or thinking. And through your writing and through your sharing of your story, you have the potential to impact and reach those people and, and really make a difference in their lives and help them feel not alone. So I think that's beautiful. I love that you shared that. And you're so right too, that it takes more than just yourself. You know, it takes other support. It takes the right the right people getting involved to really help you reach those goals and succeed. So I love that you did that. And that's so beautiful. Oh, it is a hundred percent. Like, what do they say? Like you're standing on the shoulders of giants or whatever. Like, I feel like the only way this book got made was through connection with other people. 
And the only way people have even known about this book was through connection with other people. Because like you said, the writing journey can be pretty lonesome. You know, you're doing the best you can if you're a busy, like any, a busy anybody, but like a busy mom, a stay-at-home mom who's trying to wrangle children or a work-from-home mom who's trying to do her job and probably wrangle children and also <laughs> write a book, you know, or you're working outside. Like there's just so many obstacles, so to speak, to get in the way or just you're just filling your day with other really super important things. And then you're still trying to do this. And without that connection, it's one, not going to get done, but two, no one's going to even know that you've been doing it. So you have to share it. That's what I was telling a lot of some of my friends that we talk about writing. And I was like, well, if you're writing something, tell somebody about it because no one will care about it if they don't even know about it. And the only reason people know about this book is because I've been trying to, I talk about it a fair amount on my, on my social media, but I've shared the process. And I think that if that's something I can encourage other writers to do is even if you don't have a physical book to show for it, you haven't written your novel yet. You haven't finished your collection of poems. You haven't finished drawing your comic book or whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you show people snippets of it, people get excited in there. They care about you because you've shared your life, not just your writing, but your life. And then because of that, they'll care about what you're doing. And then when it comes time, you're not connecting with them solely. So they'll buy your stuff, but they care about you and they want to support you. So when you have something that you've done, they're like, yes, sign me up. Please give me a copy. I care about this or let me buy a copy. I care about this, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. been the number one thing. I think people focus a lot on, building a giant social media following. And I felt discouraged by that at the beginning because I I initially tried to query uh, literary agents for this poetry collection before I realized that poetry is a whole other thing to try to get an agent for. Like people, unless you have a larger following, most agents don't want to mess with it, at least in my experience. And everybody that I've talked to, poet-wise <laughs> experience, just because it's a harder sell. People think that poetry is, you know, old for old white people or old white men or whatever, you know, like that you read about in college or high school or whatever. But poetry is for everyone, but it's a little harder to sell it to everyone. So <laughs> they like you to have a big following. So I was discouraged by that in the beginning. I wanted to have people read this book, and then I realized that having numbers for the sake of numbers is pointless if you have no connection and you're not building community with them. So I feel like for me, it's been more about building community with the, with the people that I have and letting that be a deep and like true connection with maybe less followers than just, you know, a shotgun blast of information to thousands and thousands of people and nobody really truly cares. Mm. So I found that to be encouraging once I started to, you know, build more of a community with the people that are already interacting with me. And for a poetry book, I feel like it's done for my first published anything like book wise. I feel like it did really well. I was very excited about that. And mm-hmm. I was encouraged by everyone else's encouragement <laughs> of me. So it's been really good. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, once again, you know, you're you're spot on because it's so true that there is kind of that stigma that people think, oh, I have to have like some massive following or I have to already kind of have my name out there. And there's all these stigmas and myths around what it takes to actually write and publish a book and become an author and, and have it do right. well and, and have 
people involved in that process. And so I love that you that you ended up having that support and just and just kind of um, understanding that even despite that discouragement from the literary agent side and, um, and, on that, and through that journey, because it really does make such a big difference when you have even like if you have a small group of just raving fans that are like, I love you and I love your book and I just want to support you. It makes the world of difference. And I love that. Oh, for sure. If you just have a small handful of people that really care, they'll tell their friends. That's exactly how I had a lot of people buy the book. I had like a a core group of friends and family and followers that I consider my friends, not just followers, but you know, they, they helped spread the word about it so that whenever I did my pre-orders, it took me to the number one new release in two different categories. And I was boggled by that. Like I, I never in a thousand years would have thought that would even be possible because in my mind, I was having some pretty hefty imposter syndrome at the time because I was like, who am I? Like, nobody knows who I am. I do have a a small following, you know, comparatively speaking. And, you know, I'm just a stay at home mom. I self-published this book. What do I know about anything? But it resonated with people and it connected with people. And I think that that makes all the difference. You can't. It's very easy to doubt yourself. And I know I do it every day still, but no one else cares about your book and about your work as much as you do. Nobody knows more about it than you do. So if you don't toot your own horn every once in a while, nobody else is going to do it for you. So you just got to share it and you have to push through. And that the pushing through is the hardest part by far. But once you do it, there's so much good on the other side of that. So many people care. So many people can connect with what you have to say. You have something important to share and who knows what might happen if you don't share it. People have told me about specific poems in here that they shared it, like that they connected with it and it helped, it truly helped them get through the day. And that really blessed my heart because I mean, again, that's when you go back to thinking like, who am I to do this? But it's important. What you have to say is important. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I completely agree. I think that every person does have their own unique story and their own experiences and their own way of saying things that really matters. And it really does make a difference for you just never know who out out there is going to be impacted by it, even if maybe they've heard it a million times or they've read a million similar things, but they also really got some gold nuggets or it really clicked for them in a new way. It really impacts them and changes their life from reading it from your story, right? So I truly believe that. And I love that that you push through, like you said, it is the hardest part, but it's so worth it because when you get to the other side and you look back, you're like, wow, you know, look what I overcome and overcame. And uh, and then it also opens up a whole new world of possibilities too. I'm sure you've had that experience Definitely. with yours. Oh yeah. Like you, once you just put yourself out there, I was, I was talking to my sister about this today. She's a very talented singer, songwriter. And I was like, you know, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep sharing what you're what you're capable of and you show people your songs and people will care because what you have to say is important. And you push through that and opportunities follow that. You're not going to find the opportunities to to share your work in an easier time in history. Like we have the Internet. Like that's amazing, right? We have this capability to mass communicate and to massively connect. And 
we can't waste like we can't waste it. We we have to use that, but in a deep and meaningful way. And I think that that's the important part is that our what we have to say and the way we communicate our ideas online is so important because I mean it's the best way now, really. What other way is there, <laughs> honestly, to massively con- communicate? None that I can think of. And so I I definitely want to encourage everybody to to try to deeply connect with the whatever following you may have, because I guarantee you they like you and they want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And again, like you said, it's about cultivating those relationships, um, which is way more powerful than, you know, tons of people that just don't care. So, yeah. Right. Right. So um, along with all of this, you know, we've mentioned a few times that, you know, that you're a mom and, and, you know, for all my listeners, they know I'm a mom. So what advice would you have for people who are listening and they're thinking, wow, that sounds amazing, but I just don't have hours out of the day to spend on writing or, you know, I'm just not sure how I can actually make that happen for me. What, what What advice would you share with them? Well, I I also have I have two girls, one's seven and one's three. The three year old is hell on wheels all the time. <laughs> she is a force of nature, and I'm just hanging on basically. And I also homeschool them, so it's all day, every day, just at level ten. So I totally understand feeling overwhelmed and like you don't have time because I also don't feel like I have time. But anything's worth doing, you know, is a little tricky sometimes. So what I did personally that works for me, and I know it doesn't always work for everybody, but I try my very hardest to pay attention during the day and make little notes as things cross my mind, whether it's like I see my daughter chasing a butterfly and I'm like, oh, that sound that could be a poem because a lot of my poems are around nature and just like small experiences that go deeper. So I try to write that down or if I have a line flip through my head or somebody says something really funny or like really profound, I try to write it down or type it into my phone. I have like a whole ridiculous set of notes in my phone that make no sense to almost anyone else. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I try to do that because I don't have large gaps of time most of the time. I have childcare like one day a week now, which has been so wonderful. And so when I do have that time, I've come prepared, basically. So, and again, I know not everybody has a a block of a time during one day a week or whatever, but whenever you do have time, if you come prepared, I've I've found that the words flow a little bit better. So I know everybody's like, wake up earlier, stay up late. I am, I can't possibly wake up earlier than my youngest child. She is, (laughs) she's ridiculous. So that has never worked for me, but I have found when I make my notes and I type stuff in my phone, when I do get a break or I do get 20 minutes of quiet or whatever. And I do want to spend it writing because we all know that it's very easy not to spend it writing. (laughs) But when I do have that chance, I've come prepared. I have something to work with. And I think that really does add up. Even if it's just a couple sentences here, a few words there. That's how I wrote this book was I just a little bit here, a little bit there. And then it just kind of parts of it came together a little easier and faster than others. But once I just I had something to work with, it got easier. You can make more use of the time, even though I know it's not ideal. I would love to have hours to sit, but it's just not practical for most people. You know, mothers, fathers or, you know, single people. It's just impossible. Sometimes Mm -hmm. there's always something pulling at our attention. 
Yeah. And that actually, I completely agree. It goes hand in hand with kind of the internet life. You know, it's the, the pros and cons of that is that it's great for, you know, communicating and, and reaching people around the world and, and massive ability to get stuff out there. But then it, it's also very distracting and it does pull at your attention <laughs> on a constant basis, you know, and you have to yes. kind of have the self-discipline to turn it off and shut it down and be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to allocate you know, this amount of time for, for catching up on all that, but then I'm going to put it away. And I think that's really challenging for people too, you know, with, with all the distractions that can happen. So definitely. Yeah. Um, no, that, I mean, and that's great advice too, though, because it's true. It, time is different for every person. And so each person has to really look at their own schedule and be realistic and see, you know, where their time is actually going and then really dig deeper and even, you know, kind of make time, maybe sacrificing your favorite Netflix show for, you know, like a few weeks until you get the book written or whatever. That Which is like. so hard. <laughs> it yeah. is though. Yeah. 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 I, I, the worst thing I had ever done for my, um, like my ego basically was I put a, like a time tracker on my phone and I was like, Oh, never again. I don't want to know how much time I'm wasting staring at my phone. But you know, we've all got to, like you say, we have, we have to look at our schedule realistically and say, what can I actually do? Because I feel like I know for a long time, I, if I didn't have a big block of time, I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't try to get started because I cannot stand to be interrupted. And parenthood is interruption, right? Like everything you start, you have to stop. And so that's been a real motherhood is sanctifying for me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I have had to realize how much of my time I value in ways that maybe isn't best serving myself or my family. So you have to be realistic. What are you capable of, capable of at the time? And then use that to propel you forward. I found now that I've kind of realized that I, I can write a book. I can do this. Now I'm like excited to sit down and see what I can get done in a 20 minute period. And I know for some parents, some days, 20 minutes is like a pipe dream. So I totally get that. But it's just so important to try because if if you don't put one foot in front of the other, you're never going to get anywhere. So it's just a matter of doing the thing. It is so hard to just get started. But once you do, you'll be surprised where it can take you. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. And and ultimately, any any journey you go on is one step at a time. And it's it's easy to want to be at the end already but then miss out on the value and the uh, the growth and the learning and all of that through the journey as well. So, right. so I am curious, um, do you have any upcoming books that you are working on or that you'd like to share about? Well, I am currently working on, there is an anthology that they're taking submissions for called Fireside with the Moms Who Write group. I'm very excited about it. I'm working on something spooky and I don't usually write spooky stuff. So it's kind of been fun to experiment with that in terms of spooky poem. And I've been working on something I'm calling the River Woman Project, but it's in very early stages. Uh, and it's a novel, which is also totally new to me. Um, she, as far as I can tell so far, is a woman who has this ancestral connection to a river in the Appalachian Mountains near where I'm from. And she leaves and comes back home under uh, mysterious circumstances. And I'm excited to see where it goes. But also writing a novel is a completely different animal, as far as I can tell, than writing a poetry collection. So and I'm I'm also still writing some poems for whatever comes next, which I have some ideas about, but I don't really know where it's going just yet. But we'll see. 
I'm excited though. I'm excited to see what the future holds. I'm telling you, once you do it once, it's like, can I do this again? I could definitely do this again. It's very empowering to do it. I feel like. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It, it, it proves to you, to you what's possible. And also like kind of proves to the world what's possible. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. So, how can others get your um, your poetry collection that you've already published and ultimately connect with you? All right. So y'all can find me on uh, Instagram. It's at Tristan Tuttle. Um, I had shared some things under a hashtag Tristan Tuttle writes, or you could also get to me via TristanTuttle.com. And you can also buy my book through my website, TristanTuttle.com or on Amazon. Awesome. So for all of my listeners, if you do want to check out Akudzu of Blood and Bone and learn more about Tristan, I will include her details in the description for you guys. So Tristan, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to that I got to be here. But thank you for this opportunity. So for all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in as well. If you enjoyed the episode, please do leave a review wherever you're listening from, and I will see you guys on the next one.